Best bets, not a Monday night, a Tuesday night of Byron Nelson this week, the next event on the PGA Tour. Uh, we're going to talk about the Wells Fargo Championship where Wyndham Clark gets his first career win. Uh, of course, we'll do the Byron Nelson preview, preview the, uh, go through the odds, do the full preview, and uh, might do a little NBA at the end here. We haven't talked about the NBA, well, since the start of the season, but obviously a lot going on in the league. Uh, joining me for the first time in a couple weeks, back from vacation, Johnny Strauser. Are you feeling refreshed and ready to go? Uh, quite exhausted right now, so so no. Um, but I did enjoy vacation. I like to take mine a little bit later. Like I don't do the spring break thing because I don't have kids. Don't have and to. Yeah, I I don't have to. I can kind of take it when I want to. And uh, we had some perfect weather down there in South Carolina. Played a little bit of played a little bit of golf. Played a little bit of good golf and. Uh, um, you know, kind of missing doing the podcast and everything like that. So I'm kind of glad we're back on the, back on the train here doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice to have you back. Uh, I'm, I'm down in French Lick this week for work. And uh, as you can see, my normal backdrop is a little different. I'm in the, uh, one of the hotel rooms here. And then right above me is the, the television going with the, uh, Sixers Celtics game five, uh, critical game. Um, we'll talk about the NBA later, but, uh, yeah, um, you know, so it's been a couple of weeks since we did our traditional golf show, and uh, um, good to have good to have it back. Good to have it back in the rotation. Uh, Wyndham Clark is the guy we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, um, I feel like we we've 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 both been on him at varying points the last couple of years. Um, we've always known him to be a prolific driver of the golf ball one of the longer guys on tour and one and really one of the better putters on tour but his iron game is i would say before this year bottom fourth of the pga tour where it's just it's he's had a hard time overcoming that to actually win a tournament but this season especially like the last six seven events um he's become one of the 20 best iron players on tour at least in this stretch where now he's his results have shown, um, you know, to be or the results have bared out where he it, it's finally matched the talent. I mean, going back NCAA champion at Oregon, um, I, I have a I have a great comp for him, but I want to see if 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 it matches with who you might be thinking. Who's who's a comp for Wyndham Clark that's already on tour? That is already on tour. Wow, well, just just more not necessarily his game, but how his career has has gone until this point he's a he's a to me he's a lot like max homa had the good um yes. amateur collegiate yes. career exactly and, who i was thinking of yeah i mean that's i know those guys are are from what i saw i watched a little bit of the coverage on saturday those guys are buddies too but uh, yeah good college players and just kind of lots of talent in a lot of different aspects of, of the game and just it was a matter of putting it all together and uh um, you know, it was, uh, like you said, he's a great driver of the golf ball and a, and a pretty good putter there. And those are two, two key 
you know, two key skills that if you can do that, you're, you're going to make some money out there and you're going to survive on the PGA tour. And you can kind of figure out the middle stuff, you know, in between there, but uh, he's been traditionally not a very good iron player since he's been on tour, but that has, has increased uh, uh, his rankings, his uh, strokes gain approach has, has increased quite a bit over the past couple of years. We've talked about him a little bit, not been, you know, super hot on him, but I would say lukewarm knowing that he's a guy who could break out. I know with a lot of sports betters that we follow on Twitter, I know he's been um, uh, a very popular pick on a weekly basis there. Um, they almost, he almost won with Bo Hostler at the, uh, the, the, the championship there in, in New Orleans and yeah, the Zurich, you know, yeah. the, the Zurich classic. And then, so he's had some, some, you know, events there. And, you know, that st- third round 63 that he had at Quell Hollow on Saturday was, was unbelievable. It was just a freaking clinic. I mean, he was, he was hitting irons very, very well. He was making everything. He was hitting putts in with authority and it was like, can, can he back that up? But I know, uh, caught a little bit of it Sunday, um, as we were traveling and everything. And he started out with a bogey early and, you know, Xander Shoffley was, was kind of right there at that point, you know, um, one or two shots back there, but, uh, um, looks like he made a couple birdies, you know, to, to separate himself and then built up that, uh, four or five shot lead going into the, the last few holes there and, uh, really made it easy on him to win, but really impressive performance on the weekend shooting 63, 68, um, I think he's a guy, though, that once he kind of learns how to win like like this, you know, I think you could see some potential that he could be a yearly uh, a yearly winner, maybe even sometimes a multi tournament per year champion, um, you know, going forward oh. based on his talent. Wow, yeah, that's lofty for Wyndham Clark. It is, but uh, like I said, he does the two things that you want to do well, which is he's long and he's a great driver of the ball. And he's a good putter. And he's just, it's one of those things that you just have to learn, learn how to make putts in crucial situations. And then just, you want to hide your weaknesses. And, and he at times this year has turned those weaknesses, iron play, um, into a strength. So I'm not going to give him like 15 majors or anything like that, but I'm saying that he may contend in another event prior to the, uh, uh, prior to the FedEx cup championship. Yeah, over under on Wyndham Clark majors. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't off with my Max Homa thought because, I mean, now Wyndham Clark probably didn't fall to the depths. Obviously, that that Max fell to after he got his card. Uh, Wyndham's been on tour, and you know he's never had to go back to uh, Corn Ferry or anything, but. Um, there's obviously there's obviously a level of expectation. I thought that he probably thought he'd get to earlier in his career, and he hasn't gotten there. And I think probably a lot of other people thought that as well. Um, I don't know if he has quite the ceiling of of what Max has. Uh, you know, where Max is just reeling off victory after victory. It seems like the last couple of years, but it, it's a great comp. Both NCAA champions, both have a ton of talent. It's cool to see him finally break through at, at an elevated event um, and not just win, but absolutely dominate. Um, I mean, pull away from Xander the way he did, a world-class player on the back nine, and then 
I mean, what was he eight shots clear of third, uh, something like that. I mean, it wasn't just a win. It was a, it was a really dominant victory at a major championship type golf course. Um, I saw a lot of sixties out there, 65s on, on Wyndham Clark. So that's a, uh, that's a tasty number. Uh, if, if anyone had that, that's, that's the ones that you're looking for, for sure. Um, as far as, uh, you know, this being another elevated event, um, maybe felt a little flatter than the previous two, three or four, but to be honest, I mean, that's, we, we had pretty much either, you know, a, a, a duo of guys or a trio of guys that were the top guys in, in those events compared to this one where we had Xander in the final group, JT was lingering, but um, felt a little bit flatter than, than, than some of the other ones. And I, I don't know why that is again, maybe you, you can't have all these elevated events just be elite. I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't think that's conceivable. No, it's not. And I think, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't totally in tune being, being away from home and everything. So seeing the, the, the hype that this PGA tour tournament get got compared to the other ones, but you know, you look at uh, um, you know John Rahm, the the best player in the world. You know, skipped out on it, and um, you know, it's just if it's feeling right now that it's just it's either a garbage field in comparative with superstars, or you're getting these elevated events. And I think I think as fans, it almost feels a little bit tiring because it's just like it's seemingly every single week that we're getting. Um, you know, you know, we're getting all these events there. So, which is unfortunate because this is always a great event and it's on a great golf course and it always attracts a very good field. Um, but yeah, hyping it up as, as like an elevated event, it just, it didn't quite, I don't know. I just didn't get that feel yeah. throughout the week, even though I do love this golf tournament because I, I always like the field. I love the, uh, um, I, I enjoy the Carolinas and seeing the golf there and, uh, the, the golf course is amazing and the field always is solid, but it just, it didn't like do it for me. Like I'd see on some of these other ones. Cause I think just, like I said, there's just, there's so many of them right now stacked up that right. it feels like it's like, Oh, we got another elevated event. Okay. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the next elevated event will be uh, first week of June at the Memorial. Yours truly will be there once again. Nice. Um, and then with, I th- then we have, uh, I, is the travelers, I believe is the week after the U S open. Um, so that's the next two coming up. Um, of course, after two, you know, it, you got two majors mixed in there. So really pretty, I, I mean, we talked about the early, uh, part of the season, March, uh, being a really nice piece of the schedule. This is pretty nice as well. The, um, PGA Memorial, the U S open, uh, and the travelers, uh, for the next seven, eight weeks. So any other thoughts on anyone else at Wells Fargo, um, before we kind of move on to the Byron Nelson? Well, you know, I thought, uh, I really thought Xander was gonna, I, th- I thought he was gonna win. I know he contended. I know he played great. Yeah. It feels like it's a good Xander golf course, but it's just one of those things that, again, second place, it, it's not a, not a win. And it, it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting there that, uh, um, 
you know, again, when Wyndham Clark hasn't had any win equity. So, you know, what's the chances of that? And just seemingly couldn't catch him only shooting a 70 on the, uh, the final round there. So it's just that something interesting there. And then also, I mean, we, we might, we'll probably go into a little bit is the Jordan Spieth stuff. I think he, yeah. did he missed the cut at, uh, at this event. Yes, he missed it. I only know that I only know how badly he missed it because I I put a win bet on him and I don't bet Jordan that often, but couldn't have been more wrong about him. He was off, but evidently he could have been injured. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, I I wasn't with Xander. I you know normally I hold these things against against him quite harshly. Uh, I don't I I don't have that feeling for this tournament at all. I, I just think sometimes these super talented guys finally break out. And I don't really think there was anyone beating Wyndham Clark as crazy as it sounds like it was just like, this was his week. So I, I this is a good showing by Xander. I, I was a little bit frustrated on Saturday with Justin Thomas. He went into Saturday's round with felt like a really reasonable chance to win on the weekend. I, I bet him live on Friday morning before he went low and I felt really good about him. And then, just put up a dud on Saturday. Then on Sunday, he gives that false hope. He birdies four of his first eight. He's like three back. And I'm like, okay, maybe he could post like a 63 and just make it interesting. It wouldn't have mattered anyways, but then he went four over on the back. And I'm just like, what are we doing? What? I, I don't, I don't know where we're at with Justin Thomas. I think he's like 68th on the FedEx cup list. Um, I don't think we have to talk much more about him. He's just maddening at this point. No, we'll just wait till the uh, the PGA Championship when he gets really tasty odds, and then we're like, we we were yeah. we weren't going to bet this guy, but now we look at it, he's at you know twenty five or twenty eight to one or whatever. So yeah, yeah. And you and I mentioned Morikawa. He also missed the cut. Um, so yeah, I, I think these guys that are that have been around twenty twenty two twenty four hundred, they they could get close to plus three thousand maybe at the PGA, and at that point, you, it's really hard to resist. Um, not taking a chance on them because of uh, their major championship ability, their wins and, and, and all that. I, I, it'll be interesting to see who slides back because all these guys cannot be under plus 2000. Yep. I agree. I um, agree. It'll be, it should be, it's weird. Cause we, you know, you've got, you've got Rom that's playing great. You know, we haven't seen Scotty Scheffler for a few weeks and these guys can cool off if they take a, a week without touching the golf clubs, you know, whatever. So it'll be interesting to see. This is a couple critical weeks here of, well, I guess next week's the PGA. So it's just, it's kind of, yeah. we'll see how this goes here. And then, uh, you know, but it'll be interesting to see once the numbers um, in all the books come out to see where we can get some of these guys uh, with some good value. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, for anyone that hasn't been down to French Lick, it, it's the weirdest thing. Like you're you're going down 69, then you're on um, uh, 37, I think, and then then all of a sudden you you turn off, and it looks like you're just in like the deepest deepest of like backwoods for like 15 minutes, and you're like, where the hell am I going? Is this like is this real? Am I going to like what is termed to be a resort? And, and I mean, it's just like, listen, if you've ever been to like deep Kentucky or Tennessee, you know what I'm talking about. And it's very, it's very similar to that. And then all of a sudden you, you, 
you make a right turn and and then there's these beautiful hotels and you're like what the hell who how did this ever come about it's the it's the strangest thing french slick is um I, th- th- I just wanted to put that out there. Um, you could thank you could thank Larry Bird for that, I, I mean, right? Yeah, this place would, that place would probably be nothing or would be a cow pasture if not for if not for Larry Bird. Yes, I I, I mean every year it's third, third year in a row I've been down here for work, and every year I'm like this is just, this is the oddest place and situation. Um, moving forward, um, the Byron Nelson. This week in Dallas, so it's obviously the, the the week before the PGA. So you got a lot of guys um, taking the week off to, to you know to prep, maybe get some rest, whatever. So obviously, field strength this week is um, it's not great, uh, especially coming off of a week where we had such a strong field. Um, as you mentioned, Johnny uh, Jordan Spieth withdrew uh, middle of the, uh, maybe like six o'clock yesterday, uh, a bit unexpectedly, uh, referencing a wrist injury. Um, what's your level of concern? Uh, big time for these these next couple majors. I mean, big time. If he's missing events because of that, and and wrist injuries, scary. Yeah, you don't know necessarily know the the severity of them is in relates in relation to a lot of people's unique unique golf swings and it's just one of the things you have to rest them you can't and and a risk as most everybody knows is, is a significant part of, of of any golf swing there so like i mean for him to withdraw and to try to rest up as much as he can that that concerns me for playing in any events, and and he's got you know they've, they've got, we've got a couple majors here in the next couple months. Sometimes these things can take you know a long time to to you know to, to heal, and it's just one of those things that what concerns me is is we're looking at okay he's going to rest it for maybe a a week, maybe he withdraws from the PGA, and then all of a sudden then you get a surgery, and then the surgeries are going to be several months off or several months of rest. So so long term. I mean, he'll he'll get it right and everything like that. But in the short term, for the 2023 golf season, um, especially for the next couple of major championships, I've, I've got some concerns. So at that point, as a you know, thinking as a better, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna basically stay away from him. I mean, I you just don't know. And with a wrist injury, he could say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna give it a go." And because you know golfers don't have to do injury reports like you see in football or, or, you know, the NBA playoffs or anything like that. So we don't know if these guys are truly injured. I mean, you just have to hope you hear something on Twitter or maybe there's been an interview on golf channel or something like that. So usually when a guy gets injured like that, I, I tend to back as far away from them as possible till I can hear them in an interview, you know, saying, Hey, I got a clean bill of health and everything. So I don't know about you, but I may, I know you're, you tend to bet speed or you're, you're, I guess you're less, I'm, I'm more, I'm more high on them on a weekly basis, especially with the major championships, but I'm sure you're, that's a cause for pause for you as well. Yeah. And I was thinking you, you mentioned the risk being such an integral part of the golf swing. And there's two, two injuries for golfers that always give me a little bit of like, Oh shit. Number one's the back. And we saw it with Zalatoris. Um, I don't think we ever felt really good for him coming back early in the season. 
Um, and then it, it turned out to be something super major. And the other part for me is the wrist. I mean, I, there's been, uh, I mean, we could talk about Tiger having just a litany of every injury in the book, but I mean, I know he's had a couple wrists uh situations over the course of his career. And yeah, I just, to me, that's, that's a really, um, that's a really tough thing to forecast going forward. The other thing I was saying about with Spieth, you know, we got, we talked about him a lot. Um, anyways, um, you know, pr- before this injury, just, you know, how, from, from week to week, he's always part of the conversation. But, I mean, you talk about someone that just doesn't really have the win equity anyways, going back. I mean, you know, he's had great seasons. He's had a great season this year, great season for the most part last year and in 21, but still only two wins since, uh, what, 2017, right? Has it been that few? Or well, he when he won the uh, when he won in Texas in twenty one. That was his first win since the. Um, oh yeah, since that's the open, right? Yeah, since the open, and then he won at Harbor Town. I mean, so we're talking about two wins oh. for a guy that, and I I can't even think of how many starts that would be, but quite a bit. Um, yeah. No, so I I I don't feel great about like you said the next two majors for sure. But um, I, we just won't know. Um, and, and if someone and that might cause his number to drop to like I don't know plus three thousand ish. Who knows? But don't love that. Um, as far as the the uh, other guys in the field this week, it's it's kind of Scheffler and you know a few a few guys that have been playing well, and then you get down into the guys that are fifty to one and above uh, above that that have some potential. Um, it kind of comes down to like it did at the Mexico Open, um, uh, as it did that week with Rom, as it does this week with Scheffler. Uh, Scotty's going at is going. Have <laughs> a have a hard time talking. It's you know it's been three weeks shaking off the rust here. Yeah. So plus is... I'm in French Lick. I'm in this dark hotel room, um, so it, the whole environment is different for me. Scotty Scheffler at plus three sixty. Um, obviously an extremely, extremely short number. Um, there's an argument that it could be, you know, you could just use one bullet and go, go Scotty and it wouldn't be a bad call. It would not. And it, it would be hard. I mean, even at plus three sixty, you almost got, got to think of it. Cause you know, we've talked about all year long. Don't bet Rob. Don't bet Scheffler because they're not they're not going to win all these times. And what happens? They win all these events. So it's like, well, okay, I could I could see the cause for that. Um, I don't know. I don't. That that number seems even really really aggressive. Like I figured he would be plus six hundred. I thought he was going to open up a little bit more generous than that, and maybe he was, yeah. you know, closer to four to one. I don't know. I did not look at the odds yesterday. Um, so I'm not sure, but damn, I mean, that's like, yeah. that's so low. And what Ram at the Me- at Mexico, was he plus two fifty? I think it was plus two fifty. Yeah. Which is yeah, so, it's insane. Yeah. That's insane. This is insane as well. There's some decent players at the, at the, you know, near the top of the board here that I'd probably feel a little more comfortable with. I may end up betting Scheffler. And sometimes I know you like to do this and, and I don't normally, I'm not a parlay guy, but 
this is one of those ones that you find a couple NBA matchups. Good luck on that. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's actually, I think it's easier. And, and MLB is really hard to bet. Yeah. It's almost better to bet MLB over unders than it is to find NBA in that. But doing something like that to where if I can get it at like plus 750, plus, you know, plus a thousand, feeling a little bit better at that. So yeah. I'm undecided still. I'm going to have to come up with some picks tomorrow. I don't think I'll put them on as, as a best bet, but anybody who wants to bet Scotty this week, I, I can't. I don't feel I need to talk you out of it because I, I there's a very good chance he's going to win. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, yeah, you, we, we constantly talk about just take your chances. These guys cannot win all these events and it's just not worth the number, but it's happened quite a bit in the first quarter of the season where Scotty or Rom, most often Rom has won these things and we kind of end up looking foolish, but I, I I agree. I just think you gotta just live with it. If if Scotty goes out there and wins, you just say, okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip my cap and uh, we'll go to the next event. Um, so behind Scotty, we got Hatton at uh, twelve to one, Jason Day at fourteen, Tom Kim at sixteen, Hideki at eighteen, uh, Cage Lee. Obviously, talk about him a little bit. Two time defending champion, horse for the course at the TPC at Craig Ranch, which by the way, we didn't talk about the course. Oh yes. I think it's a terrible golf course. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so it, bad. <laughs> it's bad. It, um, Hooch at 25, Adam Scott at 30. Um, hmm. Jason day. And just continue. It, it, it has happened over the last six weeks where he just continues to be bet down further and further without, having a win, but even last week, not even making the cut, but it continues to happen. I mean, are, are you just going to wait and see about Jason day? You're not going to bet it until he wins, or are you just going to try to find a better number when it, when it comes up? I'm going to try to find a better number number with Jason day. Cause I think he's going to win an event this year in 2023. Th- this is, by the way, the guys that we have said will win an event in 2023 has got to be like 10 guys. At least, I mean, it's we probably Day, Fowler, um, Taylor Montgomery probably yeah. probably said that at one time. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, Terrell hadn't played well uh, this last week, so I could see that. But at, at twelve to one for for him, I think just, I don't know. I just can't. I don't like that number. Can't. I don't like that number. I'll probably stay away. I'll I'll see how Day's looking, but. Really though, if Jason Day starts poorly and so his number, let's say, jumps to like plus twenty five hundred, you know, something like that, I'm probably not going to want him anyway. So it's either for me with him, I'm going to commit to him either before the event or or not at all. So I think he'll play well this week, even though he didn't uh, uh, he didn't play well um, last week at Quail Hollow. Um, I think this would be a good golf course for him. Um, so I'll have him on my cards somehow. I just I, I don't think I could I don't think I could bet him at a at a win bet for, for 14 to 1. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um it's just too short for me. Uh Jason Day under 20, even in a bad field, is I, I think it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, I know he's played well. Um, I just think there's other guys that offer a lot more win equity. I mean, look up right behind him, Tom Kim at plus 1600, who has two wins in his what last 12 starts or something like that. 
Um, I'd, I'd, I'd rather go Tom Kim. I may start actually my card with Tom Kim. I, I saw enough from him last week where he played three good rounds um, uh, that I think maybe he's found something a little bit. So I, I would be willing to start at Tom Kim at plus 1600. Um, there's no way KH Lee can win three of these in a row, right? No. And no, he can't, <laughs> he can't, but you know what? He could, though. I, I, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna play well enough where I think you can look at him at it like a top, a top 10 bet, a first round lead bet, because it's just what he does is the first round leads. I haven't looked at his tea time to see if he is in the morning wave, but mm-hmm. if he's in the morning wave, I will, I will have him on my, my card for first round lead. Um, but three in a row, but he may just, you know, he may just not know enough to not that he's not supposed to win that and and end up, you know, contending in it. So that's why I kind of like the top ten at plus two forty more than I like the win at plus twenty two hundred, um, because it's just it's so hard to win twice in a two, you know, the same event. But I like guys who, you know, with previous course history and and tournament history, because it they'll they, you know when they get back to that comfortable golf course and see those you know, those, those lines, uh, uh, the driving lines and the greens and everything, they, they, their, their golf game improves. So no on a win bet. Yes. On, on first round lead. Yes. On a top 10. Anyone else there under the plus 3000 mark that you will like in some way. Adam Scott played well last week. So I think he's playing just good golf. He's feeling more comfortable with the putter. Um, maybe him on a top 10 as well. I, I don't think he's, I, I just don't think he can, I don't feel comfortable that he can win, mm-hmm. but he's getting, he gets to that mark though. When, you know, plus 3000, I might look to live bet him if he, you know, if he starts out kind of, kind of rough on his round there and he gets me to that close to 40 to one, I think, you know, he's a, he's a guy that's worth taking a chance on because he could ball strike his way back into a, into a, a, an event there. I mean, the dude can hit it to six feet all day long. It's just whether he can, you know, he can make those putts. So he's one guy I I look for. And I think in this weaker field, um, you're going to see him stand out a little bit. So he'll definitely be on my radar. I think for me, I, I, I think the only guy I really, really like, from that top group is Tom Kim. Um, so I think I'll definitely be on him at, at, at 16. I, I really don't love that number, but I think that's, I feel like I got to pick one of those guys from the top 30 to 50. Uh, see woo at 35, Taylor Montgomery at 40, Steven Yeager at 40, Seamus power at 40, Min Woo Lee also at 40, Hoagie at 45, Davis Riley at 45, Hadwin at 45, Mav McNeely at 50, Joe Bramlett at 50, and Brandon Wu at 50. Um, I really, really like Tom Hoagie at that number this week. I feel like um, when I know about Craig Ranch, um, I think it's uh, plus 7,400 plus yards. Uh, to me, I think you're going to have to – I know I know you got to go low here. You got to make birdies. Um, sounds crazy to say, but guy that I trust to make a lot of birdies and, and really ball strike it to death is Tom Hoagie. Um, <laughs> it's I know, but the numbers are the numbers are what they are. And I know, but those words coming out I of know, your mouth, I know I can't not laugh when I say it. 
I actually think it's I think it's a really good number on him this week. I'm actually surprised he's not uh, he's not a little bit lower. Um, so Tom Hoagie's probably my favorite bet on the board at 45 to one. Uh, in this group, do you have you have a guy or two? I do like Hoagie finished top 20 last week. I didn't love him as much as you just sold him. So maybe, maybe I'm that way. Seamus power though, keeps jumping out. He finished top 20 this last week at Qual hollow. Um, I think, uh, um, I think he can, he can get around on that golf course pretty good. And I did see that he has a top 10 there and a top 20, uh, his scoring average is pretty good at that golf course. So the number the number feels pretty pretty good, all, all things considered, how this field's looking. So I didn't love many of the other names in in, in the group there. So Seamus Power, um, that's that's one I'm gonna definitely have on my card. Hmm. Forty to one. It's a good number. Seems reasonable for him. And like you said, nice, nice showing last week. Um what about I like this guy too. I, I wish he was like 60 or 65, but Brandon Wu, um, Mexico open. Yeah. As, as far as at least some basic similarities of the type of golf course, I think Craig ranch profiles reasonably the same um, at whatever that course was called at the Mexico open where it was the wide fairways and, and longer approaches. I, I, I mean, he just finished third there, and uh, to to now and Rom. So I, I I wish it was sixty, but I could live with fifty on Brandon Wu as well. Yeah, that's a good point. He, he's uh, that's a pretty good number to start out with. I I I feel okay with that at fifty to one there, and just kind of monitor him. But yeah, he uh, he did miss quite a cut at Quail Hollow, but you know what? That's just a couple less rounds to, uh, uh, of wear and tear after that runner runner up finish. And I think it was. Is, is it the golf club at like Vedante or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you got it. You got it. I was thinking Chapultepec. But <laughs> I was I just, too. Yes, I missed that. But, but uh, no, Brandon Wu, though. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good pick. Um, I think he's just a good fit for the golf course as well. So, you know, win bet, you can look at him top 10 or top 20 as well. Yeah. 50 to 100. Uh, wow. Um, got guys like Stallings, Bezadenhut, um, Eric Cole. Ben Griffin, Aaron Wise, yikes, uh, Will Gordon, uh, Justin Suh, Jimmy Walker, Dylan Wu. Anybody in there pique your interest? Yeah, I mean, first it's going to, you know, I know Aaron Wise has been a pretty big disappointment, but he's going through some. So disappointing. Going through some shit. So he took some time off. Uh, he skipped the Masters to deal with some mental, uh, mental issues, but. You know, hopefully he'll come back strong. Wouldn't touch him at all right now until we knew you know how he's doing. Uh Christian Bizadenhut, um like like him, he played well at uh at Harbortown. Um doesn't doesn't hit it very far and he's kind of crooked, but he, other parts of the game are pretty solid there. So I don't know about a a win on him, but uh um you know I could look at him in a top ten or top twenty. Eric Cole has had a good season since uh uh, was it Arnold Palmer? Yeah, so um, good. he's playing good. He's not. It was. He wasn't just a one and done there. He's he's made cuts and and put in some good showings. Um, sixty to one is what it was. Yeah, sixty to one. You know, something like that. I would look to put him on my card. And was there anybody else? No, nope, those are the two. 
those are the two in that in that group that Nate Lashley's another one. Um, he played well at the uh, the mm-hmm. first couple of days of last week. I don't think he's going to win. He's a pretty good first round lead guy. So if he's got a morning tea time, um, I'm going to bet him for first round lead. I'll probably look at him at like maybe a top 20 or top 30. Um, What I like to do in one of the books is is a lot of times is look for guys in the top 30 and top 40 and play like a a two or three golfer parlay that have a little bit of juice. Well, not, not too much. They're close to, you know, like the plus 135s plus 200s and, he would, he's a guy I think is going to make the cut and, you know, finish mm-hmm. maybe hoping to finish it within the top 40. But I, I think, uh, uh, between like him, Cole and, and Bizayden Hood, I think you can, uh, you could do some stuff with those guys. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Cole has been really, really good this season. Um, Lashley, he was the 36 hole leader last week. Um, he would led through 36 holes T to green in that field. Um, pretty impressive. So not not a that's it's a pretty good catch for him at seventy five. Uh, the only two guys I want to point out in this group, um, it's this this guy sounds like one of those um old Tiger Woods two thousand like EA creative player Sam Stevens. Um, yes. Um, he's been really good this year, and uh, uh I think it was down in Puerto Rico where. He was, was it the, I think that was the event where Akshay finished runner up, Sam Stevens yes. right there, but he's been on a lot of leaderboards this season. Yep. So I, I want to make note that I think at 60, that's reasonable. Um, Justin saw to me, he's just become kind of a popper. Um, he'll have one at every four events where he'll show up on the weekend, maybe one every five this season. Um, he's, you know, but then he'll, the next few he'll, kind of revert back, but I think he's starting to show some of the form that um, we knew he had 80 to one on him. I don't mind that either. Um, Anybody you have uh, to talk about that's over a hundred to one. There was a couple here. Trey Mullinex um, always seems to pop up. Uh, again, kind of like a, um, a Justin saw where you, you know, you don't see much of him, and then he, you know, he ends up contending and playing pretty good there. I'm not going to bet him to win. He's 130 to one, but again, he's a, can he make the cut? Can he, can he finish in the top 40 or the top 30? I think he definitely can. Um, So he's a guy that I have traditionally left him off my card a lot. Um, I know you, you have, uh, um, you've bet him far more and I kind of follow him a little bit because it's like, okay, well, you're picking him quite a bit. Why is that? And you know, he's, he's had, he's had some success there because I get, I get stuck on a lot of these losers for a long time. And that's, I just kind of, I kind of just think with them. You just kind of attach yourself there and just ride it until it's it's just it's, beyond the grave. I mean, that's just. I mean, where are we at with Patrick Rogers now? I mean, this is like year eight. <laughs> you you just you know I think at, at this point with Patrick Rogers, you, you just tell, oh yeah, he's shit. I don't like him or whatever, and then you end up betting the guy in. Just just like a closet Patrick Rogers stand here. It's real tough. What about you know we talk about guys that pop up? What about the ultimate ultimate pop up guy? that 
reasonably popped up two weeks ago. That's Cameron Champ at 130. I think he finished top 10 at Mexico. He just he just randomly comes out and wins these events. Yeah. The big, big golf course. No. I mean, Cameron Champ is like some of these guys, like, like a Siwoo Kim. Like, you bet it. And you can just you can get great results sometimes, but you just have to accept like yeah. looking at the leaderboard and he's like 125th place, um, you know, after two days and misses the cut by, you know, by t- by ten shots. So, yes, but yes, I mean, when the, the guy wins, I mean, the guys had uh, what couple wins, two wins, three wins, so four. Does he have four wins? I got to look at it real quick while we're talking, but I'm pretty sure Cameron Champ has four wins. His last win was up in uh, Minnesota in 2021. Oh, that's right. He did win that. Uh, won the 3M. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's not likely. I, I just, if you're looking for something to hold on to down here, that's that's maybe it. And look, you only got to put a dollar, two dollars down to, to have yeah. some major comeback. But, um, I, I don't, I don't have a lot past him. I do like, I will be betting actually our, the first bet I made this week was on Davis Thompson. Um, <laughs> another one of my guys, he's, he's at 110. I got him at 180, um, yesterday morning on FanDuel, which I thought was a really nice number. So, um, I, I still, th- I, I really trust the guys that have this pedigree though. I mean, we talk about, we talked about Wyndham Clark earlier, you know, he just had been a good player his whole life. One high school, college events, college championship, Davis Thompson's same kind of, same kind of guy. So I'll, I'll just kind of follow those guys while I can. That's good. I, I'll go, I'll go one name since, uh, but one that I've never mentioned before. It's not just these these repeats here. Um, I don't even know if he's in the field. I'm looking for his freaking number. Is is Mark Hubbard? Um, yeah. Maybe he was. Maybe he's further up in the you know under a hundred or something like that. But uh, Mark Hubbard's a guy who will will not win. But he these these off events like this. This is where he gets his FedEx Cup points to where he can qualify for next year and usually on the and this isn't an uh, an off off week event there's not a, a conflicting event but uh just with that type of field though but i know he's in the field because there's been some people talking about him on twitter i can't find him but i don't i don't see his name Did he he, maybe he withdrew because the other guy i liked was jj spawn and jj spawn withdrew hmm. he was going to be one of my favorite guys so maybe 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 hubs is uh yeah um it is out so i guess i don't have anybody on that uh <laughs> oh, by the way cameron champ has three he you're right he has three wins 2018 sanderson farms 2019 safeway open and 2021 3m open so yeah that was his last win so yeah three okay. wins. but that's still it's pretty damn good though i mean it's it's a guy who just you know we've talked about it before at these events like he'll he'll just be garbage for like two straight months and yeah. then pop off and win an event, and you're just like, and when he gets, he's one of those guys that every time he's won, he gets that lead, and he just looks really comfortable. Like makes makes the putts. Uh, yeah, unbel- You know, it's not one of those things where he just limps it to the finish. I mean, the guy just yeah. closes it out. So 
very strange. Um, yeah, I'm ready to close the book on the Byron Nelson. Carson Young, our guy. I think it's both our guy. 300, yeah. 300 to one. Carson Young, 300. I'm just trying to think. I'm, I'm trying to look, think about like Tiger Woods 14 beating um, Sam Stevens in some <laughs> event. You know, like he finished second to me. I shot like 36 under and he was second at like you know, 10 under or four under or something like that. Yeah. But very, very, very good. Uh, very good video game name. Yeah. It's perfect for it. Um, so yeah, Byron Nelson this week, but uh, obviously just a prelude to next week with PGA. Um, that'll be huge. So we'll definitely have to get to that next week. Uh, can we do NBA? We can do some NBA, please. Um, I, I just, this, the playoffs have been so, bizarre to me because it's not necessarily like there's been a ton of great games. Um, there's been more amazing performances um, yep. by players, but there's only been two or three real standout games. The Sunday game that I watched with the Suns and Nuggets was just awesome. Um, uh, I mean, just from an entertainment factor, the shot making, um, the stars, Jokic going for 50 plus, um, Durant and Booker doing their thing. It, it, that was probably the best game I've seen in the playoffs. I've seen, I mean, I've been, I've just had it on every single night watching these games. So, um, I want to, I want to rewind back to maybe a month and a half ago. When I texted you, I think it was like on a Saturday, and I said, you know who I like to win the championship? It's the Los Angeles Lakers at 46 to one. Man, that's looking really, really good these days. That was at least a month and a half ago. That was probably a month and a half left in the season. I mean, that that was a while ago. Did you end up betting him for? uh, I did. I did. So I actually didn't bet them. I don't have any championship futures. I have them to win, uh, win the win the West. Okay. And I got them still at like plus twenty two hundred or something. Amazing. I am might be a better bet. I am rooting hard for them. And at the beginning of the season, I put some money on the Nuggets to win the West. I I, that was kind of my team because when we did the preview episode, um we all love the Nuggets, yeah. Being really high in them. So I I threw a bet on them to win the West. So I'm really hoping that they can close the series out and I've got I got guaranteed, you know, I don't have to worry about hedging. So the, the 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 Laker bet's going to be the bigger one, the the bigger win. But and and plus, I mean, I'm a LeBron fan like you, so you know, I think it's just kind of cool that he's, you know, 20 seasons in the league here, 38, 39 years old, and he's, you know, and he's still playing, good, you know, unbelievably good basketball. It's just explosive basketball, and how those guys that uh, Polinka acquired, you know, at the trade deadline. I was I was kind of lukewarm on that on whether that I figured that would maybe that that get him into the playoffs you know first round exit you know something like that but they got guys who who can play their roles and I think Darvin Ham's a pretty good basketball coach and you know it helps to have LeBron and then AD if he's you know mentally into it and not you right. know dude seems to get injured all the time and stuff so so yeah that's uh pretty interesting development to see how they uh, uh they've got a good chance of making it to the west finals it, they're incredibly deep i mean last night's game i mean i, I they just 
dusted the cobwebs off of Lonnie Walker and he comes and scores 15 in the fourth quarter and it's the Lonnie Walker game. And then uh, another game, it's Austin Reeves. And then uh, game three, it was D'Angelo Russell scoring the first 11, 13 points of the game. And um, I, it just, it, I mean, I just really like the makeup of their team because they got different guys that can come in and score because not all those guys are going to be consistent, but they can, they can pick their spots and LeBron and AD defer to them. They, I mean, I, I think they don't want to have to carry the load every single game. Uh, number one, LeBron just can't with all the miles he has on mm-hmm. uh, on his body at this point. And uh, AD just isn't consistent enough where he'll look like the best player in the league one night. And then the next game, he's, you know, 11 and nine or something. And he's kind of a no show. Um, and like you mentioned, every time he gets hit, I think he's going to I think he's torn some sort of muscle or he's torn his ACL and he's fallen down. And I'm like, God damn, this guy is brittle. Um so health is always a concern with him, um, but I just, I just, and I, I mean, I've I've argued with Tim for years. I, I just think LeBron's a basketball genius. I really do. I mean, if you wanted to, the LeBron Jordan thing, whatever. I, I just think this guy is just a genius, and I, I think he's figured out a way to, um, to manage the game where he can he can use his energy in spurts where he knows it's necessary, where he can you know, quote unquote, take possessions off. Um, you know, if he wants to guard Jordan Poole right now, who, by the way, might be the worst contract in basketball all of a sudden. I think we talked about him in the, the preview show, at least his contract and what the Warriors will do with these guys. But um, I, I just I just am incredibly impressed by everything the Lakers have done, and I, I really think they have a great chance. Now, with that said, I I, I think the Nuggets are the best team. I love Nikola Jokic so much. I love watching him play basketball. Um, I just don't know if they can overcome the individual ability of, of Durant and Booker. And, and literally as we're recording this uh, game five is starting. So it's, it's a huge swing game. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how much you've seen of that series, but um, Booker to me, He's taken a step up that I didn't know he had. I mean, just not not just the scoring, but now the 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 ball handling, the playmaking, the unbelievable efficiency he's scoring. I, I just I never I never saw it. I never saw him coming out of Kentucky being this good. No, and what's what's really impressed me was after he just laid an egg in that uh, in was it the Dallas Mavericks series last year. Uh, especially that game game six or game seven, whatever that was, was there. Um, But he's become a much different basketball player, Um, you know, more, more in crunch time. I mean, he's always been a guy who can get his points, but you know, I have not been able to watch much of the series, but looking at the props and looking at the, uh, uh, the, you know, the assist numbers and everything. And I think him having Durant there to, to be the guy kind of, you know, or just to kind of take the, I guess the the pressure from the media or from the fans or whomever he feels, he's he's playing much more free that he doesn't have to be that guy. Even though he is turning out that he is being that guy, just without all the uh, the excess that comes with it, because KD is is mostly taking that. So, um, but yeah, I worries me about the Nuggets is is whether they can. You know they they flamed out in the playoffs last year, and you know they haven't. They they're always a strong regular season team, 
And, you know, I, I you know, I kind of trust Monty Williams as, as a coach for uh, the Spurs there. And I, I mean, Durant is Durant's a tough dude. I mean, he's, he, he's weird in, in many non-basketball ways, but as far as being, you know, being a guy and helping that team and, and, and that starting lineup and, and everything like that, they're going to be tough to, to eliminate. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Nuggets. My, my, my wallet's rooting for the Nuggets, but that, that Suns team always just kind of shocks me that you just like, you know what? I don't think they're that good really, but they just, they just win these basketball games. Yeah. Again, I, I'm, I'm rooting. I want to see Jokic and LeBron as a fan in the Western conference finals really badly. But, uh, from a, from from an entertainment star power factor, I mean the, the Suns have it. Uh, that that would be an awesome. I guess I'm a, I'm I'm putting the Lakers there because I think they can win one of the next three. Um, I think either way, we're we're set for for an awesome Western Conference Finals in the East. I mean, you know, we talk about Booker, Jokic. I I, I mean Butler's been Butler's been the guy, and I, I I was trying to think of like a comp for him in like not just basketball, but like any other sport, a guy that can just, I mean, the heat floated through the regular season. They lost the, the first play and they were down late to the bulls in the elimination game in the play. Three minutes to go in that game. They were down by like six points. Yeah. And, and so I don't know where the fuck this has come from, but he's been just unbelievable. And I'm, I was trying to think of a guy in any other sport that I could, you know, just who just turns it on the way he does um, come playoff time. And I, I couldn't really think of one, but um, it's been incredible. The Heat just, I think they had the best coach in basketball in Spolstra. Um, they're surrounded with shooters, with, with Struce and um, uh, gosh, Gabe Vincent. All, I mean, these guys, these, the Heat just churn out these dudes that are undrafted or lowly touted guys, and they just make them integral part of the rotation. And they're down Tyler Hero. Um, I'm just, I'm pretty amazed by them. And then, you know, as we recorded that the Sixers just dominated the Celtics tonight. I'm, I'm so shocked by that series as well. Um, I don't know who's coming out of the East. It's Miami. It's it's Miami because of what you said. It's uh, when they got through. I, I I was an idiot when they got through the Bucks, and Jimmy Butler was just the dude. I should have whatever odds it was placed them to to win the East. There, like I, I they're, they're obviously. I, I think they're the worst team that's left as far as talent wise, top to bottom. But Jimmy Butler's just on just on another level with, with uh, rising to the, to the occasion of, of just dominating these games. And like you said, Eric Spolster is the best coach in basketball. He, no questions. Taking these guys who are generally role players on a lot of teams and giving, putting them in a position to, to, to do really, really well and support Butler, um, you know, when they win these, these games there. Now the Knicks aren't, I don't think the Knicks are that, that that good. I mean, I think they're probably more talented than the, than the Heat are. But the, right. Julius Randle is not Jimmy Butler. Um, Jalen Brunson is not Jimmy Butler. And you know, having a combination of Spolstra and and Butler is just, yeah. um, I, I think, is going to be real tough. And then whoever comes out of that that Sixers series, uh, um, you know, if it's the Sixers, 
they're they're just I think they're they're pretty close to as talented as Boston, but you just never know with Embiid. There's, you know, playing 110 games in a season, you know, this deep in the playoffs, you know, I, I hope I hope no guys get injured and I hope he doesn't, because I think he finally deserved MVP. He actually deserved it the year we bet him, by the way, as 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 I know. He was the MVP that year as well. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's just uh, hopefully Hopefully they'll, you know, whether it's them or Boston comes out, you know, I'm sure it'll be a great series. I just think it's just Miami just because of that. And if, if, if Jimmy Butler gets injured, then it's a completely, my answer is completely different and it's solely dependent on him being healthy and everything like that. But uh, I just, you just look at Boston, you look at Tatum, Tatum will, will get his shots and he'll, he put up 36 tonight in, in a losing effort. And sometimes he'll, he'll score 19 and fall out and, uh, Jalen Brown is an elite player as well, but he seems they can't get them all clicking on this, you know, on the same night there all the time. So it's just, it kind of concerns me on, on how they're going to look, um, if they make it into the Eastern conference finals, I think we just safe wise. I think it's just, I think this is Miami's to, to win or lose. Uh, and from a trustworthy standpoint, I trust Butler and Spolstra. I, I, I still have that. Ooh, feeling with Doc and Embiid and Harden, where I'm like, I, Harden might have one of those one for nine games where yep. he just doesn't show up and Embiid gets banged up. Or so you're right. Um, I but if those guys get through, I'm fascinated to see what the Celtics do in the off season. I mean, uh, are they going to say, man, we got to do something different with with and surround different guys with Tatum and Brown? Um, you know, the Marcus Smart experiment where I, I don't I don't know if you know how he's got that that gene in him where it's like I know this is this is my fucking team I'm the best yep. player on this team when we know that's not true I, I just five or 16 from the field right, and right and, and Tatum as much as I like him I mean 11 to 27 tonight it's a lot of shots it's you know I think of him and Booker but about the same age but Booker is just he's just consistent and he's just much more efficient he takes better shots and um Tatum can kind of do the thing where he just gets three happy and three of 11 from three tonight and Booker's just it's just a lot better with the shot selection um so yeah I, I'm with you I, I think the heat might be they might be the team the heat sixers Eastern Conference Finals would be would be fun as well mm-hmm. um so we'll, we'll we'll definitely talk about it more when we get to the actual finals. Hopefully by then you've won your Western Conference Finals, but one way or the other, and hopefully I still have the Lakers left for the NBA Finals. Um, damn, it's good. It's going to be really good next three, four weeks of the season. All right, so Wells Fargo, Byron Nelson, and the NBA, we got it all done tonight. Johnny, thanks for joining. I'm sure we'll be back next week to talk about the PJ Championship. Sounds good. Can't wait. Um, from French Slick, um, signing off here. <laughs> thanks for uh, listening to Your Best Bet. Catch us on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, all of the podcasts on YouTube. So we'll be back next week for the PGA. Catch you next time. Your best bet.